Thanks, Mike, for reading that. Did you hear it? The good news that God preached to Abraham. God's speaking it into, into a world full of bad news. Ever since Genesis chapter 3, when, when the very first man and woman did what God told them not to do, said no to his good rule for their lives, sin has spread through God's world, spoiling everything that it touches. The sin that's, that's planted in, in all of our hearts, as, as humanity has grown and spread, that, that sin has grown and spread too, hurting, spoiling. And the good God, he can't ignore it. He has to punish it with a death sentence, away from him forever. And so we get to Genesis 12, and we're wondering, well, all this mess that our world is in, can it ever be fixed? And then God speaks to this man, Abraham, and he says yes, and he tells him how. And did you notice? It's not by giving him a load of you must rules to keep, but a promise to trust. You see, yes, Abraham did have to go on a long, hard journey. He had to pack up his stuff and go. But before he'd even taken a single step, God had made him a promise that would rescue the world. Because God knows that the, the sin that spoils everything can't be fixed by anything that we do because we're part of the problem. So God's answer can't be a you must, but God's I will. Did you hear that in, um, in the bit that, that Mike just read to us? Over and over again, God says, I will. I will. I will. I will. I will. Because that's what the gospel is. Not rules to keep, but a promise to trust. It's God saying, I will. But there's a problem, isn't there? Because we live in a world full of promises. There's promises everywhere. Mums and dads make promises to us. I promise I'll take you swimming. Our friends make us promises. I'll be your best friend forever. Politicians make promises to get our votes. Adverts make promises to get our cash. Like this. New cool dude deodorant. One squirt and you'll stop smelling like a dustbin, and you'll be the most popular person around. Maybe not. But you get the idea, don't you? Promises are everywhere. Everywhere we turn, people are promising us, I will. And they look so good, don't they? Like, my promise just here, isn't it? Shiny. So, Cain, this is your lucky day. Here you go, my promise to you, lucky man. Just, just open it up, see what I've got you. What? Do you not like... Oh, oh did I... Is there not anything in there? Oh, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? It's just... Sorry. It's, it's empty. 
And aren't the promises that, that people make to us often like that? They, they look good, but they don't deliver. Just empty promises that disappoint us. Any of your promises ever like that too? Oh, you, you promise I will and you mean it, but then you end up letting people down, making empty promises. If you ask my family, does, does your dad keep his promises? They'd probably say, yes, except sometimes. Because sometimes, well, sometimes I can't. I'm not powerful enough. I, I promise, I will and I mean to, but, but then something goes wrong and I just can't. But if I'm honest, other times I just won't because I'm not good enough. It's, it's too inconvenient or, or I'm too selfish or, or too lazy. And so I make empty promises because I can't or I won't keep them. But when God makes a promise, it's always marvelous good news. Because God isn't like me. He's all-powerful, and he's perfectly good. So when God says, I will, like he does here for Abraham over and over and over and over again, it's a promise you can trust. Because he'll keep it. Never empty, always full. And in a minute, we're going to open up this promise and see what's inside. But before we do that, we're going to sing another song, a song that reminds us of this big kingdom promise that God has made to Abraham and kept for us in Jesus. It's another song with actions. We're going to stay where we are, but stand, please, as the music starts, and let's sing this song together. So what was the gospel promise to Abraham? It was a promise you can trust. Never empty, always full. So if you've closed it, open back up to, to page 13. Flick back to Genesis chapter 12 and let's unpack this promise a bit. Let's, let's find out what's inside. And this is the first thing. Because God's promise is an amazing building project. Who here likes DIY? You know, do-it-yourself DIY projects. Who likes those? Some people do. I, I'm terrible at them. They're always a disaster. You're probably much better. But did you know that just before this promise to Abraham, we have the very first DIY project? The Tower of Babel. As human beings, chapter 11, verse 4, decide to build for themselves a tower that reaches up to the heavens. And why? So that we can make a name for ourselves. 
so that they can look good and feel important and be famous. And you know, ever since, people have been trying DIY projects much like that. All sorts of things that, that people try to make themselves look good. It's what sin does. And it's always a disaster in the end. And what comes just after that disastrous DIY project? God promises Abraham, I'll do the building. I'll make you into a great nation. I will make your name great. God's promising to build. But not build a tower, but build a people. From this one man to build a huge family. And did you notice that Abraham starts with one man who is completely unable to do it himself? Abraham's 75 years old, and his wife can't have children. So as a DIY project, this huge family is completely beyond them. Abraham can't. And God promises, I will, to show us that the gospel, it's not a DIY project. God's gospel promise made to Abraham and kept through us, through Jesus, through us, his church, it's a promise that God will build what we never can. A promise to build. And then secondly, it's a promise to bless. Because that's the other word that keeps coming up in this promise, isn't it? Blessing. It's a funny Bible word, but, but what does it actually mean? Well, it's hard to explain, but this is my best go. God's blessing... God's blessing means being full to overflowing with life. Because it comes, not, not through loads of things, but by being close to the God who is overflowing, a fountain of life. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? Because our sin separates us from God, keeps us apart from him and his life of blessing. And that means that in the end, well, we all end up empty and used up. Not blessed, but what the Bible calls cursed. It's what our sin deserves. And so when God says to Abraham, I will bless you, it's good news. Because he's promising to reverse the curse, to, to fix our friendship with him that is broken so that, so that God can pour his life of blessing back into us again. The Bible word for that friendship fixed is that God 
justifies us. Maybe you noticed it in our Galatians reading. That's the promise made to Abraham and then kept when God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to take the curse of my sin so that I could be blessed with his life. Forgiven. Friendship fixed. That's the gospel promise. A promise of blessing. And then there's one last thing in my box. See what it is? Because this promise to Abraham, it starts with just one man, doesn't it? And through him, one particular people, the nation of Israel. But it doesn't end there. Remember how the promise finishes? All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Because the gospel is for the whole world. It's a promise to reach all kinds of people in every kind of place. And that's why Paul, in our Galatians reading, pointed the church to it when, when some people were, well, they were trying to, to keep certain groups of people, Gentiles, try and keep them out of God's good news family. Because they believe, well, well God's blessing must come to people who, who do all the right things, who, who measure up in certain kinds of ways. And Paul says, no. None of us can measure up. None of us can DIY. And the promise all the way back to Abraham, it was never about keeping you musts, but trusting God's I will. And so this promise isn't just for certain groups of people. It's for the whole world. For anyone who will trust God's promise in Jesus. Anyone from, from anywhere. Cambridge to Cleethorpes. California to Cairo to Kathmandu. Anyone from anywhere. It's a promise for the whole world. And that means it's a promise for sharing. That's why, as Mike was praying earlier, this evening at the 5 p.m. service, we'll be commissioning a team from Cambridge International Outreach to go and share the good news this week with, with international students. And it's because of this gospel promise, a promise for the whole world that's meant for sharing. That's the promise made to Abraham in the Old Testament, kept in Jesus in the New. A promise that God would do what we never could. Fix our broken friendship with him and bring us into his worldwide family. So it's a promise you can trust. It won't let you down. And it's a promise for sharing. I wonder... Is there someone you might share it with this week?